chapter five of mary annerly this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mary annerly by richard doddridge blackmore decision the sun was well down and away behind the great fell at the back of the house and the large and heavily furnished room was feebly lit by four wax candles and the glow of the west reflected as a gleam into eastern windows the lawyer was pleased to have it so and to speak with a dimly lighted face the ladies looked beautiful that was all that mr jellycourse could say when cross-examined by his wife next day concerning their lace and velvet whether they wore lace or net was almost more than he could say for he did not heed such trifles but velvet was within his knowledge though not the colour or the shape because he thought it hot for summer until he remembered what the climate was really he could say nothing more except that they looked beautiful and when mrs jellycourse jerked her head he said that he only meant of course considering their time of life the ladies saw his admiration and felt that it was but natural mrs carnaby came forward kindly and offered him a nice warm hand while the elder sister was content to bow and thank him for coming and hope that he was well as yet it had not become proper for a gentleman visiting ladies to yawn and throw himself into the nearest chair and cross his legs and dance one foot and ask how much the toy terrier cost mr jellycourse made a fine series of bows not without a scrape or two which showed his goodly calf and after that he waited for the gracious invitation to sit down if i understood your letter clearly mistress yordis began when these little rites were duly accomplished you have something important to tell us concerning our poor property here a small property mr jellycourse compared with that of the duke of lunedale but perhaps a little longer in one family the duke is a new-fangled interloper replied hypocritical jellycourse though no other duke was the husband of the duchess of whom he indicted daily properties of that sort come and go and only tradesmen notice it your estates have been longer in the season of one family madam than any other in the riding or perhaps in yorkshire we never seize them cried mrs carnaby being sensitive as to ancestral thefts through tales about cattle lifting you must be aware that they came to us by grant from the crown or even before there was any crown to grant them i beg your pardon for using a technical word without explaining it season is a legal word which simply means possession or rather the bodily holding of a thing and is used especially of corporal hereditaments you ladies have season of this house and lands although you never seized them the last thing we would think of doing answered mrs carnaby who was more impulsive than her sister also less straightforward how often we have wished that our poor lost brother had not been deprived of them but our father's will was sacred and you told us we were helpless we struggled as you know but we could do nothing that is the question which brought me here the lawyer said very quietly at the same time producing a small roll of parchment sealed in cartridge paper 
last week i discovered a document which i am forced to submit to your judgment shall i read it to you or tell its purport briefly whatever it may be it cannot in any way alter our conclusions our conclusions have never varied however deeply they may have grieved us we were bound to do justice to our dear father certainly madam and you did it also as i know you did it as kindly as possible toward other relatives and you only met with perversity i had the honor of preparing your respected father's will a model of clearness and precision considering considering the time afforded and other disturbing influences i know for a fact that a copy was laid before the finest draughtsman in london by by those who were displeased with it and his words were beautiful beautiful every word of it holds water now that madam cannot be said of many indeed of not one in pardon me for interrupting you but i have always understood you to speak highly of it and in such a case what can be the matter the matter of all matters madam is that the testator should have disposing power he could dispose of his own property as he was disposed you mean you misapprehend me mr jellycourse now was in his element for he loved to lecture an absurdity just coming into vogue indulge me one moment i take this silver dish for instance it is in my hands i have the use of it but can i give it to either of you ladies not very well because it belongs to us already you misapprehend me i cannot give it because it is not mine to give mrs carnaby looked puzzled eliza allow me said mistress yordis in her stiffer manner and now for the first time interfering mr jellycourse assures us that his language is a model of clearness and precision perhaps he will prove it by telling us now in plain words what his meaning is what i mean madam is that your respected father could devise you a part only of this property because the rest was not his to devise he only had a life interest in it his will therefore fails as to some part of the property how much and what part if you please the larger and better part of the estates including this house and grounds and the home farm mrs carnaby started and began to speak but her sister moved only to stop her and showed no signs of dismay or anger for fear of putting too many questions at once she said with a slight bow and a smile let me beg you to explain as shortly as possible this very surprising matter mr jellycourse watched her with some suspicion because she called it so surprising yet showed so little surprise herself for a moment he thought that she must have heard of the document now in his hands but he very soon saw that it could not be so it was only the ancient yordis pride perversity and stiff-neckedness and even mrs carnaby strengthened by the strength of her sister managed to look as if nothing more than a tale of some tenant were pending but this or ten times this availed not to deceive mr jellycourse that gentleman having seen much of the world whispered to himself that this was all hijinks felt himself placed on the stool of authority and even ventured upon a pinch of snuff this was unwise and cost him dear for the ladies would not have been true to their birth if they had not stored it against him 
he however with a friendly mind and a tap now and then upon his document to give emphasis to his story recounted the whole of it and set forth how much was come of it already and how much it might lead to to scargate hall and the better part of the property always enjoyed therewith philippa yordas and eliza carnaby had no claim whatever except on the score of possession until it could be shown that their brother duncan was dead without any heirs or assignment which might have come to pass through a son adult and even so his widow might come forward and give trouble concerning all that there was time enough to think but something must be done at once to cancel the bargain with sir walter carnaby without letting his man of law get scent of the fatal defect and title and now that the ladies knew all what did they say in answer to this the ladies were inclined to put the whole blame upon him for not having managed matters better and when he had shown that the whole of it was done before he had anything to do with it they were firmly convinced that he ought to have known it and found a proper remedy and in the finished manner of well-born ladies they gave him to know without a strong expression that such an atrocity was a black stain on every legal son of satan living dead or still to issue from carism that cannot affect the title now i assure you madam that it cannot the unfortunate lawyer exclaimed at last and as for damages poor old duncombe has left no representatives poor old duncombe has left no representatives even if an action would lie now which is simply out of the question on my part no neglect can be shown and indeed for your knowledge of the present state of things if humbly i may say so you are wholly indebted to my zeal sir i heartily wish mrs carnaby replied that your zeal had been exhausted on your own affairs eliza mr jellycourse has acted well and we cannot feel too much obliged to him miss yordas having humour of a sort smiled faintly at the double meaning of her own words which was not intended whatever is right must be done of course according to the rule of our family in such a case it appears to me that mere niceties of laws and quibs and quirks are entirely subordinate to high sense of honour the first consideration must be thoroughly unselfish and pure justice the lawyer looked at her with admiration he was capable of large sentiments and yet a faint shadow of disappointment lingered in the folios of his heart there might have been such a very grand long suit upon which his grandson to be born next month might have been enabled to settle for life and bring up a legal family justice however was justice and more noble than even such prospects so he bowed his head and took another pinch of snuff but mrs carnaby who had wept a little in a place beyond the candlelight came back with a passionate flush in her eyes and a resolute bearing of her well-formed neck philippa i am amazed at you she said mr jellycourse my share is equal with my sister's and more because my son comes after me whatever she may do i will never yield a pin's point of my rights and leave my son a beggar philippa would you make pet a beggar and his turtle in bed before the sun is on the window and his sturgeon jelly when he gets out of bed there never was any one 
by a good providence less sent into the world to be a beggar mrs carnaby having discharged her meaning began to be overcome by it she sat down in fear of hysteria but with her mind made up to stop it while the gallant jellycourse was swept away by her eloquence mixed with professional views but it came home to him from experience with his wife that the less he said the wiser but while he moved about and almost danced in his strong desire to be useful there was another who sat quite still and meant to have the final say from some confusion of ideas i suppose or possibly through my own fault philippa yordis said with less contempt in her voice than in her mind it seems that i cannot make my meaning clear even to my own sister i said that we first must do the right and scorn all legal subtleties that we must maintain unselfish justice and high sense of honour can there be any doubt what these dictate what sort of daughters should we be if we basely betrayed our own father's will excellent madam the lawyer said that view of the case never struck me but there is a great deal in it oh philippa how noble you are her sister eliza cried and cried no more so far as tears go for a long time afterward End of chapter 5